I was sitting in a pub round the corner from the River Cafe, which we used to do after service uh, quite regularly, just for a pint before I went home. And um, I was on the phone to my gran, which again, I used to normally go to the pub and, and give her a call. Um, and we were uh, chatting about, and I was just like, oh, I really, you know, I was talking about how like, how I missed them, you know, have my own place and, and whatnot. And just out of the blue one time, she goes, well, what happens if I give you the money for it? Episode 32, and it's time for something completely different. In this episode, we talk about startups, but specifically restaurants. My name is Mark Thompson, and that is something that I possibly failed to mention in the previous 31 episodes. This is the Watchword podcast, and in this week I spoke to Nick Greaves. Nick is the director and head chef of The Patricia, the restaurant he founded in 2016, having worked at the Michelin-starred River Cafe in London before that. Nick talks us through how he became a chef, running his first pub, and subsequent experience at top restaurants in London. I thoroughly enjoyed this story for a number of reasons, but ultimately because it is one driven by Nick's urge to start his own venture, his willingness to take risk when he was perhaps lacking the finances, and his desire to follow his passion. Finally, it's a great story because it was enabled by his grandmother, Patricia, who he named the restaurant after. Nick and his team have had to evolve to thrive during the COVID pandemic, and it's a testament to the team and to Nick's ability as an entrepreneur. You can find the Patricia on Instagram, Facebook, and at the-patricia.com. Also, please do give the Watchword podcast a review on Apple Podcasts. How are the lads? So how is the Patricia in the, in the COVID era? Yeah, so... Um... It's pretty good, uh, to be honest, Mark. Yeah, it's um, we've been open, reopened fully to the public. I think we're about to be in our eighth weekend, um, and it's been yeah, it's been really busy. It's been yeah, fantastic to be honest. Um, with the uh, we've got the well, we've got the restaurant open, but we've had the at home thing going for the uh, fifteen weeks before that. So we're kind of well versed in in being back at work and you know lockdown seems you know a long time ago so it's yeah there's a bit of normality it's still a bit strange but the the way we're doing it it's you know a bit of an escapism and it's yeah it's going really well yeah i mean i remember when we we caught up in i think it was april and it was it was quite a different circumstances wasn't it when when the restaurant was closed at that point and you were trying to work out what to do Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that, you, weren't that a, was... you weren't a happy bunny at that point. <laughs> no, it was very scary. Yeah, uh, I think it was that you know that that complete uncertainty, and you know you, you're used to you know various problems coming up in any kind of business, but obviously this was you know something unprecedented for everyone, and yeah, we just didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was super scary. You know, thought it was, this was the end of you know not just our restaurant but restaurants you know everywhere uh, so yeah it was it's quite the uh, quite the change for sure but your your restaurant is well it's proved to be pretty resilient to this situation i mean we've there's other organizations that are larger chains for example where as we, as we discussed before before we started recording you know there's that their overheads are much higher they're operating on a on a really big scale but i i guess that's an interesting place to start 
your your history in terms of restaurants and being a chef is, uh, it, you know, you've got quite a lot of experience now, and you're now running your own your own place, which you have been since 2016. So how would you how would you summarize your operation at the moment? Like, yeah, I would I would summarize it as being, um, you know, I, I don't want to jinx anything, but yeah, we're, we're operating at a at probably the best. Um, financially that we that we have since opening um, maybe not the initial stages because we got a, we got a, well we got a couple of very big reviews on opening and and things were crazy for a number of months uh, maybe about six months and that that you know died off straight away uh, after that but yeah which since you know since opening on July 10th we only opened three services um, we used to do seven so you know we've drastically uh, cut you know the the the, the amount of um, time that we're open uh, along with you know we've lost 12 covers we're down to, from 32 to 20 um, but we've 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 changed the model a bit so it's a it's a no choice uh, six course menu a little bit higher price um, but people seem to be you know spending a lot more money than they were uh, previous you know the uh, booze spends are, are, are way up uh, so yeah business business is is is, is better, um, believe it or not, than, than pre-COVID, uh, you know, for, for now anyway. Um, you know, I don't know if we're in a bit, of a, a bit of a bubble where, you know, people are being desperate to go out, you know, been locked in the house for five months. So, you know, naturally people that, you know, feel safe to come out are coming out, um, which obviously we're very thankful for. Uh, but yeah, literally can't, can't complain. Um, you know, it's not all doom and gloom, you know, I, I don't, you know, as I say, I don't know how sustainable it is, but, you know, currently we're very optimistic with the future. Um, you know, we have an at, the at home service still running as well. So although we're, you know, only open three services, we've added another um, revenue stream to the, to the business. So, you know, with, with no real added cost, uh, you know, the, we're operating from the Patricia, uh, you know, the same amount of staff. So it's, yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. Really good. So why do you think people are, are people are spending more? Um, I think, I think it's just that, well, I can, from my own personal experience, you know, I've been, as soon as restaurants have been open, you know, I've been there, uh, you know, as soon as you're allowed to travel, I was, you know, down to London to, to, to eat because, you know, I've missed it so much and I'm, I'm you know, I'm obviously not the only person that, that misses it. Yeah. And I think when you're, you know, when you're out and you've, you know, as well, people have been, because they've been locked up, you know, they've had nowhere to spend their money. Um, I don't know if people are just, you know, desperate to get rid of it. Um, and I, but I think just, you know, as well, we've probably people in general have, have realized how important it is to, you know, to be out and be with, with friends and, and family and, and, yeah. and actually enjoy things and maybe not be so, uh, cautious about spending the money or like, Oh, that might be expensive. You know, at the end of the day, like, you know, the experience of it, you know, means a lot, you know, more than that money maybe being in your bank. So uh, yeah, I mean, that's maybe what. Yeah. That's what, that's what I was going to say. I think maybe the, maybe the experience, particularly if you've changed your model so that it's, you know, those six courses with, with no choice, that's, that sounds, that sounds quite special. You know? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, to, to be honest, Mark, it's one of the it's it's 
something that I wanted to change the restaurant into for a number of years. Yeah. Uh, but I've never really had the, um, you know, the balls for want of a better word to, to do it and change it to, you know, no choice in Newcastle is a bit of a, a, a risky move. Um, you know, a lot of Geordies, you know, we like a certain thing. We like it this way. And, and, and people like, you know, like to have a choice. Um, but hopefully because we've been, you know, we were nearly four years old and, you know, we've got a bit of a reputation that people seem to trust us and, 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 you know, let us cook for them. Um, and yeah, people, people have, people are really enjoying it and it's better for, you know, it's better for us. We think the product's much better. Um, you know, we can control waste a lot better because, you know, the price of ingredients is, it has gone up, um, especially since, you know, since this, cause it's difficult to get anything from anywhere. So obviously when, you know, when the, um, demand is high in the supply, the, the, the price goes up. So one thing that I wanted to do was make sure that we could still, buy the best ingredients and not compromise on that. And this, this way of, 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 you know, it's a six course, uh, no choice. We know exactly apart from like dietaries, you know, uh, if people are obviously vegetarian or yeah. don't eat meat, you know, we'll, we'll do other things, uh, for those guys. But generally we know how much to buy, you know, the, everyone's going to have the same. So we're not like, Oh, they might, people might not order that starter for example if you've got five starters on you bought all the ingredients you've made it and it goes in the bin yeah um this way that no that doesn't happen um so yeah it's, it, it works better for both i think and i can imagine as a as a chef it must be quite exciting to to have that that plan you're going to you've chosen everything that's going to be on the menu and, oh, yeah. and order it's almost like it's it makes it more personal Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it, it hopefully, um, gives a better expression of, of, of the restaurant, you know, where we're, we meant to be the professionals, you know, so like, let us decide what is the best at, at this moment, you know, like, you know, we change, we'll change the menu if, 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 you know, some guy has this amazing type of fish or, um, somebody's got a great cut of cut of meat that like oh this is really good this week or whatever and we'll we'll get that and put it put it on the menu and and everyone gets to try it you know so it's yeah it's de- it's definitely the best way to eat it's you know and yes it's a tasting menu as such but it's not like a you know a long laborious um, you know fifteen courses it's it's just like a six course dinner is kind of how we we are billing it as because. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not massive. It's not long. You're not going to walk, you know, leave completely like you where you can't walk. It's, you know, it's a nice amount of food and uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a good way to eat in our opinion. Yeah. So for, for those who, for those who aren't familiar with the restaurant, how would you, how would you describe your approach to, well, to everything, I guess, from the food to, to everything else? Um, so yeah, we, we just like to, um, our food is quite similar to the wine that we, um, that we sell at the restaurant. So it's, we sell a lot of low intervention wine. It's called, it's where winemakers uh, don't add, um, they farm all uh, organically or biodynamically. There's no uh, chemicals, herbicides, pesticides. Um, it's all very in, t- in tune with, with nature and just kind of, you know, keeping a hands off and, and really letting the product sing for itself without too much um, human kind of manipulation. Yeah. So, uh, the food kind of evolved into a, 
a similar kind of, uh, it was always very simple um, in its, you know, uh, in the way it looks and, and the way it prepared. I, you know, I don't like to use a lot of, you know, laborious techniques. I like things to just be very simple uh, by, by the very best and do what needs to be done, but as, as little as possible and, and, and put it on the plate. Um, you know, there's no, you know, I don't know, like, sous vide kind of things or like very like laborious long techniques we just like to cook it and goes out straight away um yeah so i guess simplicity with with you know being in touch with with nature and the, and the product um you know we're, we're kind of we're in love with the product uh not 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 the technique yeah well that, it's a great place to start i mean you're familiar with the, the the aim of the podcast and that we've sort of talked before about people who are essentially doing their own thing, who, who forged their own path. And mm-hmm. um, part, part of the aim of the podcast is to, is to inspire people to do that themselves. Yeah. And um, whilst I'm no extra expert on the um, restaurant industry, it's, it's, it's another avenue that, that is, you know, it's captured your passion and you, you've gone on, the, on a journey that led you to, you know, four years ago or so set up your own restaurant. And so, I mean, when did you, when did you think to yourself, uh, like, when did you know that you wanted to be a chef and it was going to be your um, So yeah, I mean, it, it, I think as I it, it spoke to you, obviously we, obviously we know each other from before, but like, yeah, I was never, it was never, I was never, dreamt that I would be a chef you know I I wanted to I wanted to put up skyscrapers I was like I was desperate to be like you know big construction um you know that's kind of what I did at uni Mm -hmm. went away uh, to Middle East to do and then yeah just kind of you know came oh I think it was what was it 2008 about 2008 during uh, the financial crisis that you know construction was just like a no-go um no one was doing anything. We ended up, um, you know, uh, buying a pub just just from a business point of view. And again, still wasn't still wasn't thinking about cooking. And then, yeah, just out of out of the blue, uh, ended up in the kitchen. And you know, I think it was just one of those kind of light bulb moments, or when you kind of realise that you 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 know you've got a kind of talent or flair for something. And then, yeah, I was just like, I'm, I was hooked, like, straight away. Um, you know, it didn't even take, like, you know, a, a couple of months or, or a year. I was like, instantly, like, this is what I want to do. Um, and then, I've, yeah, I've never, never looked back. Uh, obviously, there's been a few moments where you think, is this crazy? But, um, you know, generally, it's, you know, it, I, I love it. You know, like, I don't, when I'm at work, I don't feel I'm at work. Although, you know, you're working long hours, it's hot, it's, you know, it's, it can be excessive and, you know, it's, uh, it's hard work, but um, at no point do I, um, you know, think this is not what I should be doing. And um, yeah, you know, especially being, you know, creative, you know, it gives me like, you know, avenues for, to to be creative, um, but also, you know, owning your own restaurant, you know, I've always wanted to, to, to be my own boss. So like, you know, although there's a lot of responsibility, it gives me a lot of freedom to do, you know, what I want, how I want, um, you know, when I want. So yeah, it's, it's amazing. When did you make that, that decision? Like what was the environment? Were you, you were at home 
I think we, we we talked before, and you were you were cooking for friends, weren't you? That was is that oh right? yes, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I used to um, when I was at uni, and um, I used to cook uh, for me all my friends, um, especially the ones I lived with. And yeah, it was it's kind of a running joke that like like now, obviously, I'm you know a chef, and they're like, oh, well, you know, you used to train like uh, cooking for us and stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah, I just I mean, I loved it. I loved that kind of um, you know. And, and seeing everyone be happy, you know, like I still love it now, you know, the restaurant, it's, it's an open kitchen uh, for a reason for us to be able to see uh, the guest's face and, 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 and real get like, you know, immediate feedback off, you know, you can tell if somebody like, likes something or, you know, maybe if they don't like it as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just that kind of thing. Certain people are, uh, and you know, you'll see it, you see it across the industry that like, you know, long career uh, chefs or or um, you know front of house staff they, they have a real um, passion for hospitality and and mm-hmm. making wanting to make people uh, feel good and I think it's just something that you know I've always kind of tried to do that in you know in my life but yeah now it's you know kind of just the perfect um, job for me I guess. If we if we go back right back to the beginning, so you've you've worked in you've you've worked in a couple of restaurants, mm-hmm. um, and you've sort of been involved in like the ownership of of two now, including the Patricia. Yeah. So yeah. when you before before you acquired your skills, what was the what was the situation then? Because you ended up uh, owning and running a is it a, is a bistro pub that accurate? Yeah, so gastro, yeah, a gastro pub called uh, the Garden House it was yeah. in Durham. So how did that how did that come about? Um, yeah, so it was literally it was just, um, I'd come back from Qatar and I was working as, um, what was I doing? Oh no, I was working, uh, selling kitchens and bathrooms, believe it or not, um, with a, a friend of mine's, uh, brother's company. And then I did, I did that for a little bit and I, I wasn't really too keen on it. And I started to, um, uh, I started like a little construction business um, and a uh, scrap steel business. I think it was actually, we thought we were going to be uh, millionaires off that. Yeah. Did, you have, did you have a big, like, did you have a pickup truck? <laughs> no, no, it was good. Cool. We had them all picked, we had them all picked out the fleet of them that we were going to get, that we thought, but that uh, didn't materialize. We ended up, um, we ended up being in, uh, went for some business trip in India. Um, and we thought we we're going to buy all this uh, recycled steel and sell it to this guy. And the numbers were crazy. It was going to, it was going to be great, but I think reality setting and that was just didn't work. And then, um, so yeah, it was, I was doing that. And then, um, yeah, just out of nowhere, it just, uh, my friend, uh, Jimmy Llewellyn's dad, I think actually saw the pub and it just was like, we had this meeting and he was like, do you want to, do you all want to get it? And we'll all run it together. We were like, um, weren't really doing anything. Me and Jimmy were living together um, in Jesmond, just on Osborne Road. And we're like, yeah, sweet, we'll do it. And then, yeah, just went from there. All of a sudden, we were in the pub game. And uh, yeah, it was good. So how old were you at that point? Uh, so I would have been, uh, I think that was 2011. Uh, yeah, so probably 27. So that's that's 26. quite young. 26, probably about 26, actually, I think. Yeah that's quite young to be responsible for your own. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. How did it, how did it go? 
yeah, it went it went good. It was I mean it was a big operation. You know there was about um, twenty five. Well, not not big operation. It was twenty five staff. Yeah, it was a big building, uh, high costs, especially for people that didn't know what they were doing. Um, and obviously, the first thing you do when you own a pub and you're twenty six year old is you know it's free beer. Um, <laughs> you know there was some wild um, nights and stuff, but you know. Once I got it, like that was the initial stage. And then once I got in the kitchen, things got a little bit more serious because you knew that like, you know, there's a lot of pressure and you were, you know, we wanted to do something good. And, you know, obviously we, you know, we wanted to make the business success, uh, success you know, and, um, and it was good. You know, we, we, we ran it, um, you know, it wasn't without its ups and downs for sure. Um, you know, unfortunately it meant that uh, eventually me and my friend fall out. Um, just from different different reasons and stuff. So you know, we ended up separating from from those. Um, but generally, you know, business was business was okay. Um, you know, yeah, it was. As I say, with any business, you know, you have awful times and and and, and good times. But generally, it was it was good. But f- five years is is, you know, that's not a that's a, a pretty substantial amount of time. Yeah. Um, especially for, you know, a brand new, um, you know, like, especially with guys with absolutely no experience in it. Um, you know, we, we, we did all right. Uh, you know, normally those kind of businesses, I guess, go under pretty quickly, um, which it didn't. Um, I mean, it, and, it's, and it's still there, you know, it's, it's, um, yeah, it, it it was it was hard, but you know, as I say, it was it was very rewarding, and I, I wouldn't have changed it for the world, you know, because it's made me, um, you know, for all the mistakes and stuff that we made in there, I feel that you know I've learned from those, and that what that's what makes uh, the current restaurant, you know, as, as strong as it is, um, you know, f- from all that, uh, I, you know, if everything just went perfectly, I, I don't think, you know, I would have learned as learned as much, and it, I think it's extremely important to 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 have those kind of, you know, failures or, or bad low points uh, which you know should build your, your your business stronger in the future can you remember can you remember what some of them were uh what the lowest points were yeah or just the the, lear- um, the learning points i guess aside oh, learning from, points, aside yeah. from not giving out three beer yeah i think le- le- learning i mean biggest ones is is, is organization and the, the, the management of, of the money you know like a, a lot of people um, especially in, in pubs I think see them as these, I mean, restaurants as well, see them as these businesses where, you know, it's quite glamorous, you know, you, you, you've got, you know, it's a busy environment, like everyone's happy. You've got like, you know, you've got nice wine, beer, you can eat, you know, you can go into your restaurant and order everything and all this kind of thing. And, you know, the reality of that is, you know, yes, it is fun, you know, don't get me wrong. It is, but, yeah, it has to be treated like a business. You know, you have to be on it every single week. You have to know exactly what you're spending. You know, what what things cost, how much money you've, you you know you're taking, and, and and never ever take your eye off the ball mm. because as soon as you do, um, you know, it'll it'll get you. Um, and I think that's a lot of a, a, you know a lot of people make that mistake that you know they think that it's it's not a you know, a business where somebody would be in the office and they would be checking all, you know, all the sales and stuff, you know, you need to, you need to be on it all the time. Mm. So, 
I mean, once once you'd once you'd moved on from there, you you subsequently went on to get experience working at a Michelin star restaurant and a pretty famous one at that. So, I mean, how did that come about? And did you meet people that inspired you? And how did your skill set develop during that? Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, so this this was like kind of I guess the turning point of my um, career as as a chef. That yeah, I went to um, move to London. Well just decided that the garden house wasn't really for me. And I, I, I proposed that either I buy my father out or my father buys me out. Um, and it was obviously better for him uh, to do that for me. So I was just like, right, great. Uh, moved down to London with my um, partner at the time. And yeah, we went, well, started at a restaurant called um, Ferrer at Claridge's, Simon Rogan's restaurant. Mm. um which was which was real really tough but I, I'd loved his restaurants and um and it taught me so much I was only there for a short time but it, it I'm a pretty like fast learner so it was it was good to kind of see um how things were ran and you know the organization was just something I had never ever seen before like even thought was possible it was just incredible um you know everything nailed down you know everyone working in you know like you know super harmony um you know the equipment and the, the the things that you can do and get and like just like the professionalism as well was was you know extraordinary um but then i moved to but the food style was like i like to eat i like to eat that like his food but um it was it was a bit robotic uh, for me so I, I, I left to work at the river cafe uh, which was absolutely incredible, um, right up my street, very like simple, but like taught me the importance of, of good ingredients. But before that, I like literally had, you know, I knew that good ingredients were, were there and were out there, uh, but I'd never experienced um, such quality and, and the difference that the quality makes to your food. So there's a lot of restaurants that you know, I'll buy a look at prices and, and try and drive things. And I want to buy this tomorrow, but it's, I can buy this one for half the price. So I'll use this one. And, and then the wonder why the food is, um, is shit. You know, it's like, it really makes such a difference, you know, buying the best or, or sourcing the best. Um, so that, that was like, it was literally like a, an epiphany really, I guess. Um, I couldn't, I, I literally couldn't believe it. And um, obviously meeting, Ruth, um, who's one of the founders, um, you know, was incredible experience, absolutely, you know, blown away by her energy and definitely has a, has a huge impact on, on, you know, how I, how I, we cook at the restaurant, you know, it, it's very much yeah, a big part of, of, of what we do now. So you mentioned, you mentioned Ruth there, who was one of the, the founders of the River Cafe, which Obviously, it's a pretty famous restaurant. It has a is it one Michelin star? One, yeah, one star. Yeah, and and has done for for many years. So oh yeah, I think I think they got it like in the nineties. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been open for for thirty odd years. Um, and the book thirty year book came out about four years. So it must be about thirty four years, I guess. Um, what, was, what was it about the the leadership or the style? that inspired you what was what was their character traits do you think that really so, so so their 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 style was so conflicting to say what you would normally see and or you've probably seen on tv or you've read in books um and definitely from coming from ferret to, to the river cafe was um 
you know, not just as I was saying about the ingredients and stuff, but there's the way that they manage people. It was a very like family orientated is, is probably the best word. You know, like everyone was, everyone's been there for a very long time. Like, you know, got members of staff there that have been there for like 15, 20 years, which is, is like super unheard of in, in, in restaurants and in kitchens, you know, especially kitchens, like people are always moving around, but mm. um, just the way that they, they look after, they looked after everyone so well. Um, you know, everyone knew each other's names. They like, you know, they hung out together, all had a, um, yeah, just this real warm and, and no shouting, no swearing, no like, you know, no aggression, absolutely no aggression. Um, no, no Gordon Ramsay. No, Ramsay's not, not, in, not in sight at all. Um, there's a funny story, actually. Um, there's a, a quite a hardcore chef called um, Tom Aikens who um, shouts at people a lot um, or used to. And uh, there was a guy from his restaurant was doing like a, a trial shift at, um, at the River Cafe and ended up... Um, bursting into tears I believe um, just because he couldn't believe how like nice everyone was and that like there was another side and uh, <laughs> I believe that uh, Rufy rang up um, Tom and had a little word in his ear about how, he, how he's been going on so yeah but you would listen if she rang as well because uh, although she's like super nice like you wouldn't um, you just had this energy of like you just wanted to do the best you could and yeah. you know if she was disappointed it would be like you know it's the worst thing ever um, but yeah, no, it was, it's a real, um, I think that it's a great way to, to, to run the restaurant and a testament to, you know, being open for 35 years, uh, 34, 35 years, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's obviously works and works really well. So it sounds like she, she has, or has some sort of tr true sort of leadership characteristics, you know, if it, if her approach was, it sounds like it was quite inclusive and she, she wanted you to, to succeed and, and oh, definitely. you didn't want to let her down, but it wasn't about sort of expectation as much as her just wanting everyone to succeed together. Yeah, I, I think so. And, and, you know, as I mean, I, I was only there, for, you know, for about a year. So it's like, I was like, I'm like a tiny little dot on like people that literally go and work there. They work, they go there and then they, they never leave, you know, because it is so, if I was a bit younger, if I, you know, if I'd, if I'd gone there to 25, I guess I probably would have still been there, but because I was a bit old and, and wanted to do my own thing, I, I, I wasn't, but the, you know, the, the way they like, they sit around the tip, like every service, they write a menu. So every service is different. And, um, I just remember the first time that you got to like sit down at a table and, and Ruthie was writing the menu and, um, you know, giving out the jobs and it's just, yeah, it's, it, it's, it was like this, big kind of um you know she was like everyone was waiting for what what she would say or, or any of the other head chefs to be honest as well but um yeah it was a, it was a, quite a quite a magical experience to be honest but you but you had the itch yeah you had the i guess if you spent five years running running your own um operation or at least as, as part of a team then that, that itch to do it again is is gonna still be there do you, I guess? oh yeah yeah it was my that, that, that you know I don't regret it because, you know, it's, it's what makes me me. But, um, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I needed to be um, to my to my own thing. I, I was just um, the type of person I am. I like to be 
you know, I like to be in control and I like, especially creatively as well. I, you know, obviously the food is absolutely incredible, but I, d- I did miss just being able to do, you know, what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, as I say, I, I was, I am a, a, a fast learner. So it was kind of, I was taking it all in, you know, like, a, um, and I just was, you know, desperate to get, um, get on it and, and, and do my own thing. Unfortunately, the, the opportunity arose and I couldn't really, and turned it down. So, uh, yeah, that's why, that's why, um, we went for it. How did that, how did it come about then? So what, what was the first step in, cause I mean, even at your, you know, you're, you're, you're pretty young, um, relatively speaking and to, to, to open up your own restaurant. I mean, I don't know if you have any other partners or anything like that, but no, it's just me. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's quite a thing, you know, so yeah. how, how did it all come about? Where where did the idea come from? How did you source the finances and and like what was what was your? How did you go about planning it? So um, I well I, I was sitting in a pub um, round the corner from the River Cafe, uh, which we used to do after service uh, quite regularly, just for a pint before I went home, and um, I was on the phone to my gran which again, I used to normally go to the pub and I can give her a call. Um, and we were uh, chatting about, and I was just like, oh, I really, you know, I was talking about how, like how I missed them, you know, have my own place and, and whatnot. And just out of the blue one time she goes, well, what happens if I give you the money for it? And I was like, I was like, I, don't, I just kind of brushed it off. I was like, oh, I, I don't know about that. Grant. I don't, I don't think you'll, you'd have the money or whatever, or like, you know, obviously that would be a lot of money to give to me. Um, and then the more we talked about it and she says, well, just go and go and um, have a think how much it would cost and, and, and let me know. So I, I did a couple of, couple of sums and I, I came up with a figure, um, which was, you know, it was, it was quite high. Um, but she was like, oh, well, no, that's a bit much. But what happens if I give you um, 40 grand, I think it was. And I was like, well, I'm not sure with that. And then I, I looked at what I had saved up and, um, I had about 15 or 20 um, saved up and I was thinking that's, it's still far off. Um, Cause I thought it was going to cost about 150 for like a small uh, restaurant. So I was like, oh, it's still far off. Mm-hmm. Try to go to the bank. Um, well, not the bank, but um, somebody I knew who was um, kind of the, what used to be a bank manager at Lloyd's and, left to work for some financing company um, and we went down that route and we got knocked back for that so I was like all right okay um, but then I just thought you know fuck it we'll go with um, with what we've got and we'll you know we'll just make it work yeah. um, obviously I come from a construction background so I was quite confident in you know doing a lot of the work myself organizing you know the trades and stuff because you know that's what I did before so that, that didn't like scare me obviously had a bit of business knowledge as well. So again, I could work out like, you know, how much things were going to cost and plan and, um, and yeah, so we just found a, found a site. Well, I actually found two sites. Um, one ended up being too expensive for the fit out. One of them I signed the deal on, but then got mugged off the morning after because the other guy that was in the running decided they wanted to pay up the, um, uh, 
rent or like the whole year's rent up front, which I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. And then, <laughs> so luckily, which was the best thing that ever happened to me, because that was actually in a, in a place that um, I don't think the restaurant would have been as good as it is now. Mm. Um, but I was just driving past, saw a little sign in the window, um, had a look and I was like, right, we can, we can, um, we can put it in there for the money that we've got. I'm sure. Um, the actually the agent was like, no, it's too small. This I was like, no, it's perfect. It's perfect. Um, so yeah, so we had that, we had our 60 grand and, 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 um, yeah, just went, just went for it and did, you know, did most of the work myself, um, apart from obviously all the you know, plumbing and, uh, electrics and stuff, but yeah, a couple of friends helping, you know, dodgy furniture. I mean, it's all different now because we've been able to afford better stuff. But, um, you know, I think you've just got to like, you, you can you can go and get and spend the earth. But, you know, I just thought it's better to spend like as little as possible, you know, get, get a place that's as cheap as possible. And, you know, you know, you can kind of cook. So people hopefully will come, um, which they did. So... Yeah, that was there. So did this, did this um, building like ha- have a kitchen? What was it used for? Oh, no. So it was, um, it was a, well, it was actually a kitchen showroom. Um, so it didn't have any of the licenses. So I had to do all that, um, which was quite nerve wracking because we didn't really have enough money for um, solicitors. So I was doing a lot of like the license applications myself, mm. um, which, you know, was good, which I wouldn't do again. I wouldn't recommend anyone doing that. <laughs> um, it's uh, a bit of a nightmare um, but luckily the goal got passed I mean it, to be honest, I started work three months before um, before I knew I was going to get a decision so like that was the risk as well that they were going to knock us back but again I'm just like it was like nah, we're going we're to be it's going to be fine um, and luckily it was because um, that would have been a nightmare um, but yeah just just Got, just got full steam ahead. Um, you know, as I say, moved move back up. Um, was staying um, in Durham actually, with um, not paying any rent with my uh, ex partner's uh, parents. So like, didn't really have any overhead. So just were like, you know, um, full steam ahead with the restaurant. And uh, yeah, then the the rest is history. Well, it's it's just a big call, isn't it? That that it's. Uh... Particularly if you're quite tight for the for the cash, yeah. Finding that balance between, you know, having enough to actually make it feasible, but also the the belief that it's going to work. Like what? Yeah, definitely, definitely, Mark. Because you know you can you can get in a position where you, and I think this is probably the difference between you know um, you know that entrepreneur kind of um, attitude, is that you can find all the excuses why you haven't got enough money and like, Oh, well, I, I can't do that. Cause I need, I need 250,000 pounds and I, I want these certain chairs. Or I want this type of oven and I need, I need all this. And, I, and, but you know, if you haven't got that, then what are you going to do? Just not do it. Like, you know, you need to either, if you really want to do it, then, you know, get what you can and, and, and make it work around what, what you can actually do. Um, don't just, you know, decide, that, oh, well, I can't, I can't do it. Cause I mean, if that's your attitude, then it's not going to work anyway. I, I don't think. No. Well, yeah. And I mean, you've gone on, I was looking at your, your reviews online, say like on TripAdvisor and Google, you're kind of right. Yeah. The, the, what you've achieved in those, in those four years from, uh, 
from I guess what sounds like fairly humble beginnings is pretty impressive. And that's oh. same as same as the website. I mean, you look at the food on the the website, and it's not. It looks special. It looks yeah, you know, yeah. different. It doesn't look like an experience like you like you referred to at the at the beginning of our of our. No, d- definitely, Morgan. I mean, you know, when I said to you about we we were busy from the start was that we actually got like two weeks in after we opened, we got literally like one of the top critics in the country, uh, Marina O'Gochlan, who's like, actually like, you know, it's the chef's choice of, of, of restaurant reviewers. She's like, you yeah. know, has really good taste. And she, she reviewed us, which was like frightening because it was like, you know, we had these awful like net curtains up that were like hanging off and like, you know, the restaurant was like super dark, like we're painted to this like, burgundy color because I, I was like thinking oh, i wanted like dead cozy in that but it was like you could barely see um <laughs> the candles were small like it was it was but she loved it um and you know that sent that like literally put us on the map um and from then you know we've, we've kind of you know people know who we are and you know in you know in london and you know people people come from from all over to to, to come so it's yeah, you know, you don't need that. Or like, you know, I think it's kind of a, a good example of you don't need all the bells and whistles and the, you know, the fancy things, um, which, are, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I love them. And as I say, you know, we have nice chairs now and, you know, the restaurant's not dark and it's, you know, we have, um, but it's still, it's still the essence of it is still the same. You know, the floor's still, still dodgy, you know, like if you come in with stilettos, you know, you, you might be able to fall down the cracks and, you know, we kind of, like it like that because you know we want the focus to be on the food the wine and people having a good time and, and it's been fun yeah um, and you know as i said before it does it doesn't need to be um flash you know it can be it can be simple and, and still be successful and you can, can you get remember, what you want can you remember what she ate that night uh yeah yeah she um she had uh, our the, a par sandwich, which we don't have anymore. But it was that's was a bit of a big um, signature for us. She had this Brussels sprouts dish that we um, that we also were a bit famous for uh, previous pate. Then she had some she had a uh, uh, old dairy cow with some chickpeas, and then I can't remember what she had for dessert. Chocolate mousse, I think she had for dessert. Um, but funny enough, I've actually just been speaking to her on text. Um, on Instagram, so she's she was asking ask, asking me for um, recommendations in Newcastle when she's coming up. So like, it's mad to think that you know we've gone from you know absolute obscurity to um, you know Marina got to knowing who we are, and uh, you know even as far as asking our advice, you know. So it's it's been quite a a wild ride for sure. Yeah, well, t- a testament to your. Uh to your perseverance, I guess. And your yeah, definitely, man. Ability as a, as a chef. Do you, do you have a, do you have a favorite chef? Cause whilst you were talking earlier about the river cafe, I remember that I remember that mine is probably Keith Floyd. Right. Yeah. 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 Awesome <laughs> choice. Awesome choice. I think I was trying to be a bit of a Keith Floyd when I first started cooking, but, um, yeah, yeah. but the wheels, the, the wheels start, the wheels start <laughs> coming off. Yeah. Um, my, my favorite chef is a guy called, um, James Lowe, um, apart from my two other friends, Tom Anglesey and Sean Harrell. Mm. Um, yeah, James Lowe's got a restaurant called Lyles in, in London. It's my, my favorite place. Um, or a guy uh, called Inaki in uh, Paris has a restaurant called uh, Le Chateaubriand. Uh, they're my two favorite restaurants in the world. Yeah. Yeah. 
And is, do you think that like elements of what you do are sort of trying to replicate that or you're still... Uh, yeah, that kind of style. Like, um, again, they, they cook super simple, um, but in, you know, in a, in a very product driven. There's like a bit, it was a big movement in France. Like, um, I don't know if a, a while ago now, but it was, you know, a very, I think they call it like um, Neo Bistro. So it's like, you know, bistro environment like ours, but with, you know, very high quality food where it kind of doesn't match. You know, you're used to sitting in very comfortable chairs, tables spaced out, you know, maitre d', sommelier, like, you know, all dressed nice. And um, they kind of flipped that on its head and, and decided that, you know, there's people that want to eat that food, but, you know, maybe just don't want to spend 200, 250, 300 pound a head uh, to eat it. So let's just do the food but in a you know a, a place that's doesn't cost very much uh, you know where the um, tables might be a little bit wobbly or your chairs might not be you know might not cost five and a quid each it's like but the, you still get that experience and people um, which is you know as I said before it's kind of the ethos that we that we go by is that um, you know you can keep it simple and, and keep it affordable uh, but still you know keep it of, of very high quality or what we think is very high quality anyway. Would you ever, would you ever consider a, the Patricia food truck? Um, <laughs> no, but I would love to do it. I would, I would love to do a food truck. We we're actually talking about this the other day because my, my cousin actually um, works uh, in Glastonbury. Um, well, used to um, since this happened anyway. Um, and we were talking, uh, one of my chefs, I wonder if we could get like a, a truck in, in there because like you would clean up um, you know, be amazing uh, money-wise, but also like dead fun as well. Yeah, there's something there's something about food trucks. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, they do them. They do them very well in the states, don't they? So I don't know if um. I, yeah, I, well, yeah, but I mean, like even in, in in London, there's a few restaurants that start. Like one of my favorite restaurants, Pit Q, I think started as a food truck, uh, and they, you know, they grew into a, a, a very uh, successful um, restaurant, and you know, books, and I think he's got a he's got a great restaurant in. Um, uh, Cornwall now, off you know I think all off the back of a, a food truck. Uh, so yeah, it's it's it, yeah it's, it's interesting you know. Yeah, particularly in the modern world with with everything that's going on at the moment, I guess is like now now would be a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, all that out you know outdoor kind of, and I think with I think we touched on it earlier about talking, um, you know, with what everyone's doing in in this covid or post covid situation is that like everyone's changing or can change you know like we've yeah. we've done it um and you know those people that are willing just to to do whatever they feel might work um which i think you know customers will be are all the uh, more better off that there's going to be loads of interesting things popping up you know we've we've got loads of ideas for for new things new ventures um new things we're looking at going to see something tomorrow um yeah it's like it's dead exciting you know and I, like we're, we're really um positive for for the future so we didn't we didn't actually um we nearly talked about it but then we didn't in terms of oh. your 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 at home service so all right yeah how because you you know the, and also the structure of a, of a restaurant and how the business works because I, I mean i don't know a huge amount about it but it's obviously a very it's it's quite it's a it's purely dependent on cash flow, which is yeah, absolutely. Like the turnover of stock is so quick, and obviously the stock has a limited lifespan and stuff like that. So I'd be interested to talk about that, but also how 
you know, you're this, this, the fact that you're still, you're still doing well or even better than you were pre COVID partly because you've made it more experiential and it's like this six course, um, uh, dining experience, which sounds, which sounds great. And then you, and then this, the at home service, which I just think this sounds quite interesting. So how, how has that worked? Cause obviously when you started that recently. Yeah. So basically, um, during lockdown, it was, we're getting to a point where I was like, we're going to have to do something here because the bills are stacking up. Although our landlord was very good with, with the rent. Um, you know, there was other things that, and you know, a lot of supplier debt that I wasn't comfortable with, um, being there because you know as, as i said before we use great suppliers and those great suppliers are normally small independent um people that that they you know they need the money so like just because we you know we locked down cut off and then you know needed some way of, of paying those bills you know we're normally like a month but you know our terms are 30 days with with most people so you know that money was it was a month's worth of um supplier debt that we had no way of paying yeah so um i was thinking of what we're going to do and obviously you know takeaways and people pivoting to all kinds you know there's this running joke of what everyone's going to pivot to next and you know but we didn't want to do um like a hot food takeaway it's just something i just just like didn't i knew that i, I could just couldn't think what food i'm going to cook that's going to travel well. So I was like, yeah. I don't want to do that. Um, and then, so we thought about, uh, basically it's called a, we're calling it a meal kit. And it was kind of a way of getting the Patricia into your, into your home as best, uh, that we, we could. So I thought if we could basically prepare a, a three course menu, which consisted of some bread um, two starters to share main course to share and a dessert each, uh, no, no choice, and it would just change every week. Um, so we, we we started that all packaged in nice, uh, like plant based um, containers. Because that was another thing I saw. Like there's a lot of people obviously doing takeaway, but then everything's in plastic, and and yeah, you know, we've gone kind of. I know that we're just doing whatever we can, but you know, there's no point in for the last however many years we've been trying to save the planet, and now all of a sudden we're throwing more yeah. plastic than we ever have um, yeah. away. Um, so we, we got that covered, um, and I thought, right, we can package it all, get it all done. I don't need to bring everyone back off furlough. I can just bring, um, myself and another guy. Uh, so me and my sous chef Elliot just did it all for about 15 weeks on our own. Um, two, two, um, days pickup. We've just got everything ready. It was basically, you basically get a bag. It's got, um, all the bits and pieces all in little containers and stuff. It's got instructions how to, um, to assemble it a uh, little bit of cooking, but mainly just preparation or heating stuff up. Um, so people get home, get it all out um, look on the Instagram. Cause we, we put our, uh, put pictures out for how we play the dishes. So oh, yeah. a re- reference point with that. Um, obviously the detailed instructions inside the bag and it, 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 it took off, you know, people were just going absolutely wild for it. Um, and you know, one of the other things, sorry, which I should have mentioned before, what, what I really wanted to do was always keep costs down. And because it's cold food, there's not vatable. So I, it was, I was already 20% up than what I would have been if I was you know, selling hot food. So it was, you know, it, was, it was a win-win situation in my eyes. The food was going to be better. It was going to be more organized. There was no vat. Um, and 
you know, we, we, as I said, we had the instructions, we did them like a little playlist on Spotify. So people can go like, we've got some instructions, like it says, turn the lights down, put a little candle on. So you can kind of get the vibe of yeah. the restaurant, same music that we play in the restaurant. Um, and yeah. And people just would, were going wild. I mean, we've ne- literally never had so much like good feedback and, you know, people were like, you know, I, I mean, another chef friend who's, um, who did a similar thing a little bit after us, we were talking about the, you know, the, the good feedback was, was so um, overwhelming because it was like, you were literally like, they'd never been so happy because they were just so sick, I guess, of trying to make their own food or ordering, you know, takeaways and it was coming in, you know, the, the tinfoil things. And it's, it yeah. must've been awful. I mean, look, luckily, you know, for us, obviously we can cook. So our, you know, meals are always decent, I would say. Um, but, you know, for people that maybe can't cook as well and really love restaurants, it was like, it must've been excruciating. So, you know, now they had an opportunity to, to eat decent food and, you know, be a bit fun as well. You know, the, the cooking, the kind of, you know, um, doing a little bit themselves, the plate and the dishes. Uh, so yeah, it was, it was, it was really it, like, couldn't like, it just absolutely took off. I couldn't believe it. Um, and then, we decided that we wanted to do that as well as open the restaurant. So we've cut it, we've cut it right back. I mean, it's nowhere near as busy as it was, but it's, um, it gives us an extra boost. And I think without that, uh, you know, when the restaurant maybe dips a little bit, we'd probably be a little, a little bit stuck. So it's, it's added a great, um, a great revenue stream. That's, that's, you know, really like really boosted the business. It sounds great. It sounds like a, a brilliant idea, you know, using Spotify and Instagram and sort of uh, the the additional peripheral parts of the of the dining experience. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, that it, for me as well, that, you know, I'm a big advocate of that food is not really the, the most important thing of a restaurant. It, it should be like how the whole thing makes you feel. And, and again, like, you know, restaurants should be about having fun and if you know if you if it was dead serious and like you know i think it, you know it, it, it's not i hate going to a restaurants where it's all serious you know I, I like it to be fun um and i think that this this way that we do the at home kind of mirrors that and you know we've had a lot of people especially recently they've ordered like numerous um bags so it's, it's a kit between uh two people um, so they've ordered like, I don't know, uh, four bags and they've had like an eight person dinner party. So it's like, there's wow. loads of like scope for doing that down the, down the road as well, where, you know, people are having a dinner party and you, and you just give them everything and, you know, they're still doing the, the cooking, but you know, it's, it's kind of half done for them. Um, you know, hopefully they impress their guests, you know, you've got a special date with a girlfriend or, or, or your wife, or, you know, you can't get a babysitter, but you want to have a special occasion, you know, get, get an at home bag. And, and, you know, it's almost, it's obviously not like going to the restaurant, but it's, you know, it's, it's pretty close. Uh, and it's a little bit better than the Marks and Spencer's uh, dine for whatever it's called, dine for yeah. 10 quid thing yeah. that they do. So it's like, you know, I think it's a real, it opened our eyes to a, a huge market, almost to the point where it's like, why we were not doing this before? Like it's, you know, it, you know, we're getting into like, you know, we talked about like pasta sauces in supermarkets and, um, you know, various things that we can, we can do down the line, you know, um, it's just, it's just blown up a whole, you know, sh- turned the restaurant industry on, on its head. And yeah. I think if, you know, if you, if you're 
decent thinker you know there's lot there's lots of opportunity out there although times are tough and you know I can only assume they're going to get tougher you know especially when furlough ends and you know there's more unemployment rising further then you know we are going to see a, a squeeze I'm sure uh, but as you know for us we just want to try and get out ahead uh, as much as possible and, and, and push out there you know when, when some people might be retreating we're trying to kind of um, you know go on the offense it's good yeah. diversify and I guess yeah. one one other sort of um, possible thing on the horizon is this this talk of a uh, of a second wave of yeah of covid you know i saw in in some countries say in spain their their second wave has is sort of nearly the same size as their first oh, if, if not the same so um and i think it varies from country to country but it's i guess because it's such unprecedented times it's difficult to to know exactly you know how to approach it but if you, you you've already got that model working of of enabling people to do it at yeah. home then it's just having that in your back pocket. Yeah, exactly. And you can just revert. You can just revert back and and and, and go. You know, I mean, I, I think a second wave lockdown would be um, would be reasonably catastrophic. But you know, not not necessarily for us, but definitely for the industry. I know. You know, I know a lot of people that are that are struggling, and 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 you know, I guess it would send them over the edge. And you know, even like the you know the like we've mentioned before with the chain restaurants and stuff like, you know, those guys, you know, probably wouldn't be able to survive, you know, if, if, if that happened, I, I guess, cause you know, I think there's already, already two of the big groups of, of, of clothes and uh, Carluccio's went, went and then um, I think by, maybe Byron is on the, on the edge of, but yeah, like you still kind of need those people in the marketplace. So, yeah, I think like that second lockdown would be would be very scary. Um, yeah. Well, as I say, not 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 too much for us, per, like personally. Mm. It, and it it might not happen. I'm, no, we're no. just in this strange sort of time where we don't. I really know that's the thing. You just don't, you just don't know, do you? And that's that's you know that's been one of the the scariest things from the beginning is that, that, that nobody really knows what's happening. Um, we're all just trying to do the best we can with, you know, the limited information that we that we receive. Um, but I guess we you know we all have to take responsibility for our own uh, selves and can't just wait for somebody to tell us what to do. We just have to make that decision ourselves. So, for in terms of people who are passionate about cooking and people who may harbour a, a secret ambition to open their own restaurant, obviously it's quite a unique business model. Like, and this is I don't know if this is a tricky question or not, but how would you explain the kind of the 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 cash flow the set the the purchasing of um of um ingredients like all, all of how would you summarize the business model I guess with if it maybe compared to something that's a bit more traditional well it's in restaurants as, as a whole yeah um yeah it's it's, it's a super tight um I mean in my experience most restaurants and pubs and uh, hospitality businesses uh, operate almost week to week so you know we all talk about what we did you know what what, what business does weekly um you know rather than like oh it does you know this per annum it's yeah. like you know this does 20 grand a week this does 30 grand a week whatever yeah um and mainly in my experience it's, it's better to well it's kind of how you run the business week to week you make sure that everything's paid um on a weekly basis and that 
you know, you don't allow your, your, your debts to, to run up um, too high. Well, it, you know, any kind of debt in the, in the restaurant businesses, it's just because it's so volatile. It's, it's very, yeah. you know, again, this is just from my experience that like, I don't like to be in a position where, you know, I think that everything's rosy and we, you know, we, everything's going to be fine because you just like the next month, it just could be like the total opposite. So you've got to kind of just, you know, keep it the same every week, you know, like for example, how, how we run our business every, every Wednesday, I, we um, look at what we've taken, what we've spent and pay out what, what needs, what needs to be paid um, for the previous week. So we're always kind of, you know, we're not too far in debt with everyone. Um, you know, wages mainly are paid every week as well. Um, but it's just, it's just very, very tight and it's very, very volatile. I reckon is probably the, the, the way to describe uh, restaurants. You know, there can be great, you know, great times and, but, and, you know, you have a really busy week. And as I say, like, it's very easy to kind of think, wow, this is great. I'm going to go out and buy whatever. But then, you know, as I say, six weeks down the line, you might have lost two grand in that week. And then, you know, you're like, well, where am I going to get that from? Um, so it's, yeah, it just, it, it, it's just very, very, um, it's very, very difficult, but you know, it is very rewarding. So I don't want to like go on as if it's like a horrible business because, you know, I'm sure all, you know, other businesses are, are tight and tough. Um, you know, margins are always squeezed. Um, but I think something that's been very, um, beneficial is the, the VAT cut to, to 5% means that, you know, it does take an enormous amount of pressure off. And I hope to God that somebody looks at that, um, you know, who makes the decisions going forward and, and realizes that the, the 20% that we've all been paying, you know, forever is, is just too high. Um, and, you know, if you, if you, if you met in the middle at 10%, I think you'd fa- you'd see a lot more, restaurants and pubs and bars and everything, you know, just generally, you know, do much better. And, you know, which, which would mean that the public has access to, you know, more choice and, you know, better things and, you know, and everyone's, and everyone's happy. And I, I can't imagine that, you know, you obviously you see a lot of people talking about, um, you know, being naughty with the VAT and stuff. And, you know, I think if, if the government decided it was ten percent, I'm sure those people probably would like be like, "Oh well, what's the point in doing it?" Do, do you know what I mean? So I think everyone would come out on top, mm-hmm. um, and people wouldn't be struggling and you know putting their life savings into something and closing two years two years later. You know, I think um, yeah, that would be would be definitely beneficial. Yeah. Well, Nick, it's it's great it's great to talk to you, and um, your your passion is is evident from the fact that you've made such a success of the Patricia and, you know, you've Thanks, got, brother. you know, 11, 11 plus years behind you of, of experience. So, um, so yeah, it's great. And, and how could, how can people uh, keep up with what you're doing? Either you or the, or the restaurant or both? Um, yeah. So uh, the best thing is probably our Instagrams, probably the, the, the best content, um, which is the Patricia NCL or at the Patricia NCL. Um, other than that, our website's www.the-patricia.com. Um, Great. And I guess the one question that I should have asked at the beginning is, why is it called the Patricia? Ah, yes. So the Patricia is uh, my grand's called Patricia. Oh, that's 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 nice. 
yeah so it's a pretty i mean it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome story you know from that your phone call with your grand in um, yeah definitely in london to to where to where you are now it's um it's it's awesome so well done patricia (laughs) yeah (laughs) thanks very much man should be over the moon cheers nick thanks mark appreciate it mate